0: so this morning, we are continuing in, um, continuing in our series, looking at the Psalms or listening to the Psalms. And so for us, as we've navigated this, this last season, we have, have spent time listening to what God has been teaching his people for generations. And so um, we looked at kind of at the, the, through May, we, we listened to the stories that Jesus told. How did Jesus go about teaching people? And then and how do those stories apply to our lives? And then as we entered into these, the, these summer months, We said we want to listen to and learn from the the words that have been spoken in worship to God over the years. And so we've been spending time in the Psalms listening to what it is that God has been teaching his people for for literally centuries. What does it mean for us? How do we we go about living differently because of this? For us in in the midst, I think for me as I have spent time in the Psalms, I think part of the value is in a world where it's just like, there's just so much that's changing. There's so many things that we're trying to get used to, new normal and, and grieving old normal and, and all those kinds of things to, to have an opportunity to, to cling to those things that don't change. Um, to say this is something that goes much longer and, and is, is deeper and better for us to, to anchor ourselves on. And so we're spending time in, in the Psalms. Psalm 67 is where we're spending time today. But heading into this, just to kind of give a foundation for understanding the, the way that Psalms can work in our lives, that there's lots of reasons why the psalms were written. Right, they're they're songs of worship. They're giving glory to God. There's there's psalms that were written specifically to uh, to to commemorate certain events, like the, the the psalm that we spent time in last week, looking at. This is what it looks like to get ready for battle, to to prepare for that kind of conflict. That that this is the liturgy that that was used, or um, it could be that that it's 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 uh, it's helping us understand something that's theologically true of God that. That poetically expressed is easier for us to grasp, right? That it's this, this beautiful response to what God is, to who God is. But Psalms, um, Psalms. As we head into this particular Psalm, I think for us to have this, this framework, Psalms can be corrective, in the sense that. Um, they can be corrective in behaviors, right? That they can call out in a prophetic kind of way, call out the behaviors that, that maybe aren't as they should be. For us to have that uh, that line that says, this is the, the, the right thing, and these are behaviors that, that we need to repent of and, and move in a different direction. Psalms can be corrective in the sense that they're theologically rich, that they speak of, of the truth about who God is. They, they speak about the, about the truth of the way the world was created. And so for us to not only appreciate the, the beauty of the psalms, but to, to appreciate the truth, poetically rendered, but to understand theology, to understand God differently because of the way that he's, he's made more clear through the psalms, psalms can be, cor- be corrective in the sense of, of perspective. They can help us see things more clearly. Help us see things with more accuracy. Help us see in the in the in the seasons of life, or maybe in those times when when our perspective is skewed because of what we're experiencing, because of the circumstances that have changed around us. That that the Psalms give this corrective sense to our perspective. Help us see the timeless. Help us see what's true and right, and and maybe even see what's in front of us through the lens of. Um, the, the proper way to, s- to, to see things. Psalms can be corrective, but they can also be prescriptive in the sense that it gives us a, this, this is the way, right? This is the way that we're to live. This is the way that we're to respond to what God has done, that, that if we've been corrected, if we have a different behaviors or you know, corrective behaviors and, and theology and perspective, that, that all of that leads to us then operating potentially in a different kind of way. So psalms have lots of functions, but they can be corrective, they can, they can be prescriptive. Psalm 67 is actually both of those things. It helps us see things, that, that it's a perspective-correcting kind of psalm, that, that it's a psalm that, that doesn't just tell us how to see things differently, it gives a so that element as well. So, so it becomes prescriptive in that this is what the response should look like and so psalm 67 begins as 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 God's people would gather together to 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 give God glory to praise him to express their gratitude for what God has done they they gather in it and it begins may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us they say may God, right? That using a, a general a, a broad term for the name God that, that would that would go beyond as important to understand in some psalms they, they speak the, the personal, very like closely related Yahweh name of God in this particular psalm because it's a it's a psalm that that's it's about the way God spreads to the nations around it, that it, that they're using a word that 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 gives a sense of the of the mission of God, the the expansion of the of the mission of God where the people around, the communities around, the, the neighboring peoples would, would understand that, that this is God, God, the, the God that created all things, the, the God that's leading Israel, the God that's caring for Israel, but, but is capable of transforming the world because he's, he's for us. So may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. This is the psalmist as they're, as they're gathering, as they would be worshiping and, and responding and thinking and, and, and allowing God to, to change their perspective, potentially correcting behaviors, correcting perspective, theology, all those kinds of things as they're worshiping. They're remembering the blessing, right? In number six, the, the, there's a blessing that's spoken over uh, the people of Israel and, and, it's, and it's spoken and, and it's saying, may, may God be gracious to you, right? And, and and it's you language, but what happens when they gather and worship in this moment, they, they take this particular kind of like communal, community uh, connection with, with that particular blessing and it's, and it's us, right? It's not just this is a thing for you, but this is something that we're in together, that it becomes the, the thing that holds the community together, this blessing of God, God God's favor and, and graciousness and, and blessing, his presence with them. Part of what makes Psalm 67 is so, pow- so powerful as it speaks of blessing is that, that blessing and presence are, are connected, that God's presence with them, that, 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 that the blessings that he has provided, and we'll talk in some specific ways that he has blessed, but, but there's this, this foundational understanding that, that God's blessing, the things that God does for us, the things that God does for his people are, are, are connected with his presence in our lives, so for God's face to shine instead of God turning from, from people, for, for God to be connected in that way that, that is, as they're remembering the blessings, as they're, as they're expressing gratitude for the way that God blesses, there's this recognition that, that with the blessing comes presence, right? that, that you can't extract the one from the other, that if God is present with us, then, then, then blessings, maybe not exactly like we want. it's not like here's like get all the wishes that we have, that that's what blessing looks like. But for God's presence among us, for God to be near is a blessing, right? And for, for God's blessing that you can't extract the blessings of God from the presence of God. That, that, that the, the, the two are intricately and woven together. And then there's the so that, verse 2. So that your ways may be known on earth. Right, the, the, the psalm starts with, with a, a recognition from people kind of speaking to each other, this communal reality, and then, and then the, the, the tone shifts. And it says, so that, as they're, they're talking and speaking to God, this becomes a prayer, so that, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. So that your ways may be known, which, which means that it's not just about, like, proper theology, right? Proper theology is important. It provides a foundation. It's a filter for the way that we understand the world, that, that it, it, it matters what we believe about God. But it also matters what we do with what we believe. To understand that, to know God, so that, so that God's ways may be known in the world. Not just that the, that the truth about God, that the bullet point list of, of these are the theolo- theological things that we believe about God, but then it's like but there's also the journey that's been marked for us. There's also a way of living, a way of responding to, to who God is and what God has done for us. That this prayer that's being spoken, not just over the, for the people, the blessing for the people, but then thinking through what this means as it, as it goes into the world around, becomes this idea that it's not just about winning arguments, but it's about showing that there is a better way to live. That it's more than, than just knowing, it's about knowing God's will, which means that it's, it's a journey that's been marked out ahead, that, that it's a way of living, not just a way of knowing. So that your salvation may be known among all nations, that, that God's work would be, would be worked through the, the nations that have gathered, that, that, that God's work would, would be done in a people and then, and then would be then expressed into the world around them. That what God does in terms of his saving work is, is done for us, but it's also done for the world around us. And then the prayer, this refrain that's repeated throughout the psalm, that, that, that may the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you, recognizing that it's not just about them, recognizing that, that the story of God is, is big, that, that God has a mission that, that expands into the world around them. And then the, the, the turning point or the key of this particular psalm, may the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the nations be glad. May, may God's presence in, in us as the, as the people of God, people who are, who are chasing after God, who are, who are trying to live in a Godward kind of way, that, that, that may that bring joy to the world around us. May that actually help people see things differently. May, may our changed perspective begin to change the perspective of the world around us. For you rule the peoples with equity which means that God is in the business of setting things right. That God, as he, as he, as he sets things right in the world that, that it, and, brings, and brings peace and, and joy, that, that there's gladness that comes as, as God does his setting things right work in the world, which happens through his people. Right? As God begins to give perspective, as God begins to, to inspire his people to respond, to, to, to work God's justice into the world around that God rules the people with equity and he guides the nations of the earth. To guide is to shepherd, to, to narrow the path into a straight path that God has marked for people, right? Not even just people who have committed to the path, but to say that God is at, at work in the world, that God is in the business of drawing people to himself, that, that God is doing things that, that, that guide, that shepherd, that, that help us find the way. And for the people who, who were defined by their relationship with God, to be spending their time as they gathered in worship, to, to remember that it's not just about the, those who have gathered, but, but in this radical kind of way that, that it's about the world around them. That what God is doing, what the, the blessings that God is doing, the, the setting right that God is doing, isn't just to, to, to set them in a position of favor in the world around them, but to actually make the world better to understand that as as this inspirational psalm that's corrective, that's prescriptive, that that helps them understand that that there is more to the story than maybe what they would want to, 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 to grasp onto initially. And then the refrain is repeated, may the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you that it becomes this, this response of worship saying, God, thank you for what you have done, right? The psalm starts with describing the greatness of God and then, and then understanding that, that there's, there's, the, there's the mission of God, the transforming mission of God, the reconciling mission of God that, that goes beyond just those who, who were in that moment. And they remember the mission. They remember the specifics of the mission. And then they, they respond in the same kind of way, may the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. And then they get specific. They start to talk about the the tangible ways that they are blessed. They they remember what God has done. They've talked of salvation and they've talked those kinds of things, but but now they're speaking in the the tangible and visible kinds of ways. In verse six, the land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. Right? That that they respond, that they they make a statement about the condition of the world, they make a statement about what God is doing. and then they give God the credit, they give God the glory for it. They, they glorify because their perspective has been transformed. The, the land yields its harvest, which means that God, our God, blesses us, which means God, our God, is with us. That the harvest, in many ways, would have been this tangible, visible fulfillment of God's promise to, to sustain, to bless, to protect, to provide, all those kinds of things that, that, that God has said that he would do. And they're reminded on an annual basis, that, that when the harvest arrives, it's a reminder, right? Not only is it a tangible expression of the blessing, not only a, like a, a sustaining life reality, it's not only the, the fulfillment of the promise, but it's a reminder of the big promise that, that God has placed on them. That every harvest is a reminder of God's blessing. It's a reminder of God's presence. It's a reminder that, that God is with them. But it's more than just filling bellies. It's more than just stocking shelves and filling the pantry and all those things. It's, it's an expression and an evidence of God's presence and God's blessing. They say, may God bless us still, verse 7, may God bless us still, so that, right, there's the so that, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him, will honor him, will respect him, will understand that he is powerful and is, and is in control that it's not just about the harvest, it's not just about what, what benefit we get, but it's about the sow that, so that the world would know, so that those who are around us, that, so that the nations of the earth would understand that our God is, is, is powerful and capable and a fulfiller of promises and, and a sustainer of life and one who is worthy of trust. May God bless us, not just for our own sake, not just because we have need for things, but so that, so that the glory of God would shine brightly in a world that's, that's desperately in, in need of, of hope, that's desperately in need of, of fulfilled promises. Right? May God bless us still so that the ends of the earth will fear him. To understand that we are blessed, to understand the purpose is, is for us, but it's also for the world around us. It begins with us understanding that we are blessed. For some of us, maybe we look at our specific and immediate circumstances and it's hard for us to even grasp that. Say, how is it that that, that we could look at, at at my life right now and say, I am blessed. But for us to have this corrective in the sense that the Psalms can be corrective, for us to, to see that, that our perspective is maybe skewed sometimes. This is where Psalm 67 is corrective because we are blessed that That God's presence is with us. That we are a people who live as beyond blessed beyond measure because we live on this side of Christ's work for us. That God's presence is with us, and that presence is a blessing. That presence is a sustaining of life. It is a promise fulfilled in a way that, that goes beyond our imagination. That we are blessed, which also means that we are sustained. Right, that God is in the business of sustaining life, that, that, that God is, is guiding us. To understand that we are blessed means that we're invited to, to follow in the way of God, to be saved, right? To 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 experience the saving work of God, the, the salvation work of God is a blessing. But it leads to living differently. that it leads to the way of God, that it leads to to living in a different kind of way, that that we are blessed, we are saved, we are sustained in life in ways that improve our lives. So that, right, here's the so that, so that we are blessed so we can bless. That what happens for us, what God does for us is, is, is so that he can show himself to the world around us, so that he can bless the world through us, Psalm 67 is corrective in the sense that it gives us a perspective of blessing. It gives us a perspective of of who we are and our condition before God. That we are a blessed people, that that God's promises are fulfilled, that that when we look at the world, when we look at the harvest, when we look at the way that he has sustained life, that, that we understand and we see promises fulfilled. But then it's prescriptive in the sense that it tells us how we should live in response, that it gives us a roadmap for the, for, for the way that's ahead of us that, that says that, that this is true so that, so that we can do something differently, so we can bless. This is the so that of Psalm 67, the prescriptive aspect of Psalm 67. And as we've worked through the Psalm series, there's, there's been this prevailing thought for me as we, as we listen and, and spend time allowing God to speak through his word, preserve for us across generations, across centuries, that, that there's this very real sense that, that every day, every choice that we make, the, the things that we do, the way that we spend our time, the things that we do with our lives cause us to become something, right? We are becoming something every day. The question is, what is it that we're becoming? Right. This is the kind of like one of the big questions that has has driven the entirety of this series as we've spent time in the, in, the, in the Psalms. And if our goal, if our goal is to answer the question correctly, what is it that we want to become? When we say, well, we want to be more like Jesus, right? We want to be more like more like the person of Jesus. We want to want to follow after his ways and do the kinds of things he did for the same sorts of reasons that he did, and that 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 we want to follow in the way of Jesus. And for us to understand, to, 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 to take a step back and say, so what does that actually look like practically? What does it look like for us to, to follow in the way of Jesus? It means that we are a blessing, not just for ourselves, but for the world around us. That it, that it can't just be about us accumulating blessing. It can't just be about us getting our way and, and being comfortable and feeling safe and secure and all those kinds of things. That, that to follow in the way of Jesus, you put Psalm 67 and the, and the life of Jesus side by side for us to recognize that 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 it's about being a blessing in the world around us, about caring for others and and helping others experience the blessings of God. Our goal to become more like Jesus And, and, and Jesus blessed people. And so he's leading the way and so he's inviting us to follow. So what does it look like for us to live out not just the so that of Psalm 67, but to follow in the footsteps of Jesus being a blessing in the world, to recognize that that we've been blessed in spiritual ways, but we've also been blessed in tangible, visible kinds of ways as well. And so to get before God and say, God, I wanna, I wanna be used by you, right? I wanna recognize, first of all, that I'm blessed, and then figure out ways that, that you can bless others through me, that, that, that my life begins to impact the lives of, of those around me in a way that, that's, that's only traceable, It only makes sense when, when it's connected with your big story. And so there's a tangible way that we can do this. I, had an opportunity a few years ago to spend some time with some pastors and, and gathering and saying, what does it look like for us to to help people learn to to follow Jesus well, to be disciples of Jesus, to to be disciples who who make disciples, who help other people see Jesus more clearly and, and live out the ways of Jesus in their lives. And this pastor that was in this group is talking about the way they do it in their church. He said, well, part of it is for us to to be a blessing. Right? Just like we are blessed, to, to them bless. And he said, so at our church, we, we use an acronym that actually spells the word bless and, and describe what that was. And we're sitting there in the room like, this is like beautifully simple and helps us understand things. And, and we're all like, can we share this with our churches? And so with Dave Ferguson's permission, we, we speak in this kind of framework. He says that, that the B of bless, for us to remember what this looks like, for us to, to understand how we bless those around us, the, the people that we're in specific relationship with, the people that, that God is laying on our heart to, to help see him more clearly, the B it starts with, begin with prayer. Right? That what we do in response to what, has, what God has done starts with us getting before God, saying, God, what is it that you want to do in the relationships that I'm in? God, what is it that you want to do today, and how can I get in on that? God, help me see what you're doing. Help me see your hands at work. Help me, help me see those opportunities in conversation with people where, where I might be, be invited into some sort of next step in conversation with them. That our lives are, are built on this foundation of prayer that says, God, show me what you're trying to do and help me have the courage to get in on it. And so the B of the word bless is, is begin with prayer. Recognizing that we may have we may have a vision, right? We might have dreams. We might have things that we want to see accomplished. But for us to take all of that and place it before God and say, God, I don't want to take a step without you. And I also don't want to be lagging behind if you're, if you're moving forward. So, so, so God, what is it you want to do? So prayerfully getting before God, saying, God, show me what you're up to. Help me get in on it. That we begin with prayer before we enter into conversation. Before we, we do all those things, we say, God, show me what you want to do. And then our next step is to listen which is not something we like to talk about these days. Right? Everybody likes to speak, but nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to actually hear the stories that are leading to the things that, 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 that might mean the different viewpoints and might mean that this is how someone ended up where they are. So that we begin with prayer, and then, and then we listen to person that's on the other side of the conversation, that, that we allow them to speak, that we allow them to, to talk about what, what, what they're thinking about, the things they care about, the things that they, that they, that they maybe need to see happen in their lives, the, the things that are present in their lives that are creating the kinds of noise that makes it hard for them to, to even maybe hear what's true. And so we spend time, first of all, allowing God to get us ready for the conversation. And then we honor the person on the other side of the conversation by listening to what they have to say. Begin with prayer. Listen, right, before we speak, we listen. And the E is something that is like maybe the most natural thing for all of us is is to eat with people, right? That we we don't just kind of like do drive-by conversations. Maybe that's part of what we do, but to say, I want to spend time I want to spend a meal with people. I want to to have a conversation that's a sustained, unhurried kind of conversation with someone, to to have plenty of time to listen, to to have plenty of time to to build relationship, to to be able to to spend time with a person in a way that values them. That is this shared kind of experience. And so with the foundation of prayer over what we're doing, with with an opportunity to to listen to where someone's coming from, with an intentional time of, of spending time with people, what would it look like before we, before we launch into an argument for us to have a prayerful foundation? To have heard where someone is coming from? To, to have a relationship that's forged over a shared meal that's, that's an unhurried kind of time? Before the argument, before the Facebook posts and things are flaming and all those kinds of things that, that we spend time, that we honor the relationship, and then we serve, right? That that on all of that, as the, as the process plays out, that, that we serve, that we start with meeting those needs. If there are things that as we listen that, 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 are, that are present in someone's life that's like, this is a, like a tangible need that I have or something that, 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 that's present, that's, that's kind of in the way for me to, to, to find a way forward It makes it hard for me to hear that that's like, this is the thing for us to, to meet needs, to, to serve, to place ourselves in that kind of position. And then the second S is share our story, Then we talk, and when we have the opportunity to speak, after we have have earned the right to have this kind of conversation, on a foundation of prayer, having heard where someone's coming from, and spent time forging a relationship, and and spent time with and meeting needs in specific kinds of ways, serving, then we lead with our story. Say, look, now that I've gotten to know you, now that I see where you're coming from, now that I understand a, a little more of your story, let me tell you my story. Let me tell you what life was like before before Jesus found me, right? before, I, before I trusted him with my future, before I allowed him to be Lord and Savior of my life, that, that this is the transformational journey that I'm on. These are the things that, that were like, marking my life, and then this is what life is like on the other side of Jesus' saving work for me. And we start with our vulnerable kinds of stories that we share out of, out of, the, out of, the, out of the journey that God has led us through, on a foundation of prayer, listening, listening, Spending time eating with each other, right? To, 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 to allow that to be a tangible time together, serving and then sharing our stories. We are blessed so we can bless. May we be a people in a world that is doing everything it can to, to, to make sure it grabs on what it wants and what it needs. May we be a people who are so radically countercultural that we live not just for ourselves and not just for our own blessings, but we live and celebrate the presence of God. Because when God does in us, than he does through us. May we be a blessing.